You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to Line Noise. Uh, today our guest is Hubert Blanc-Francain, uh, who is known to French house fans worldwide as Boom Bass, uh, Boom Bass if you like. Uh, he's a fabulous producer in his own right, uh, loads and loads of history in uh, French music. Um, but he's perhaps best known uh, as one half of Cassius, who are a legendary French touch duo. Uh, we talked about his recent EP, Wipeout, Uh, about the influence of the PlayStation, we talked about Philippe Zadar, the French Touch, and more. Uh, this is actually the last line noise of the season. Uh, August is coming, so I hope you have a lovely summer. Uh, enjoy the interview. Uh, go into the back catalogue if you like. Go and have a listen to loads of things while you're on the beach. Uh, and we will be back in September for more interviews, weird noises, and general nonsense. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for um, agreeing to do this i've been yeah. a fan of your music for a very very long time um my pleasure and uh, your recent ep was called wipeout or should it, i mean i'm not sure how to pronounce it is it just wipeout it's got the three w's at the start how do you pronounce it in fact it's wipeout i put the three w because i wanted to change a bit the name from the game and the, because the sony owned the name and everything so i thought maybe it's, it's funnier to And and the and the free W reminds me the period of time of 2000 when we when we began to to discover the internet things uh, before 2000 but at the same period of time of the music in fact. So why was that PlayStation game so important to you? Uh, well, it's 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 just um, uh, uh, it was more or like a memory, you know, because at the time I was not. Um, I'm not a good uh, video player, game player. I'm not a good gamer, in fact. But this one, I had a special thing. It was the first 3D. It was the first very speed uh, animation and things like this. And the music, too, uh, like Chemicals, uh, The Orb, uh, Prodigy. So it, it was um, it was the all this story fits well with the music, in fact. So it's it came it, it came like that to me, but uh, it's. it's 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 more like a and and we were we used to play um, a lot with Philippe too at this game at the time during uh, I think our second album. So it was a, a way to remind me to the Cassius begin be, uh, beginning too. I think you said in um, an essay that you wrote uh, accompanying the release that you heard the influence of Wipeout. I think it was on 1999, the Cassius album. Um, how did it influence that that record? Um, it's the idea of uh, going back to 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 the beats because I was uh, moving from my apartment and doing some some boxes and I found back some some old dats, uh, you know that okay, cassette the yeah. digital audio tape and I played it and I and I found some original uh, version from the first album, very long that we edit after. And uh, really, I, I think it. Uh, I'm sorry. It was the idea to go back to um, beats and speed tempo because I realized that our first album was very speed. In fact, the tempo was all around 130, 133. And um, and this first album now sounds like uh, you know the school days. 
how how did you feel when you found the dat i mean uh it's you know it's over 20 more than 20 years ago that the album yeah. came out but the, the funny thing is that um, when I played the music, I really remember a lot of things. You know, it's like a pictures or a perfume. It takes you back to to place and moments that you couldn't remember like this if you think about it. But with the music, you say, ah, okay, you see the, the room where we were, the, the, the gears, the, the scenes and everything. It was really... Uh, and um, and I and and it's interesting twenty what twenty years later to <clears throat> discover um, our evolu our musical evolution to during the years because it's something that I didn't uh, really look at the time. You no, know, we we were not listening to our music before. We we you always go in front, and now it's over. I can. I can I can listen to it in a new way, mm -hmm. and I discover all our evolution. It's very interesting, uh, very interesting for me. I mean, and when you listen back to it, I mean, yeah, presumably it gave you a lot of pleasure to listen back to that music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there was, um, I found back. Um, um, the the free the the spirit of freedom we had you know at the time we always have been free but when it's your first record you have a special um, emotions because you don't you don't think about the future and the past you're just in the present and when you do your second third fourth you have your past uh, you have your economical uh, future you know it's totally a different mind. And it was really uh, interesting to 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 try to uh, find back this state of mind doing doing the music too. Um, and in twenty twenty one, you published your autobiographical book uh, "Bombas yeah. une histoire de la French Touch." Um, yes. Why did you decide to write it? I, it began um, like in 2000, at the end of 2017, I was 50 years old. And um, I think I, I had, uh, I, I just began, began to write for fun, you know, like uh, memories, because it's, it's I, I love to read books like a lot of people. And I had the fantasy of, of writing a books like a lot of people too. But I'd, I'm, it's impossible to to be a novelist, you know. It's a real work and passion. But I thought maybe I could uh, find a way to to tell through one story, uh, a musical uh, movement story with few friends and choice. And it took me like four years. Hmm. And yeah, I had a, and uh, it was. Uh, Incredible! I did that because it helps me a lot after the the the, 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 the death of Philip. I I did a lot of work on our past already, in fact, mm -hmm. and it helped uh, it helped me a lot to pass through a future. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask, like, if if writing the book helped you sort of grieve his his death. But hopefully, I had uh, begun before, so I I finished. It was nearly finished 
when he died, and uh, I didn't have the most crazy thing is that I didn't add uh, I didn't add uh, an end for my book, and he gave it to me. It was totally mad for me. I become a bit crazy, mm. and, uh, but I couldn't. Uh, I, I could have never. I, it would have been impossible to write it and to begin it uh, after. You know, it, yeah. it, it, I couldn't do it now. I could, but uh, it was. It would be not so fun now. It was really an incredible, uh, incredible trip with a terrible end, but it's life, and uh, it gave the, to the book a real, uh, tr- uh, true, strong things too. So it's it's crazy. I, I wanted to ask, if I may, that briefly uh, uh, about Philippe. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, a few years have passed now since he died. I mean, how do you look? back on on him i mean um obviously i, I didn't know him but I, I i have very fond memories of the music he made he was an incredibly creative person doing lots of very different things lots of production lots of music by himself how how do you sort of look back on him well it's me all of this all of this i know but it's he, he was first my friend you know as as him uh, as me for him we had a very special relationship as as um, two best friends can have. But we had the chance to share the music and everything too. So it was uh, uh, very strong. So I, my memory now is a bit, uh, I don't know, it, it, it was my best friend. It's the only thing I could say now and I could speak about it for hours, but uh, and musically, musically, he had um, a craziness that uh, now I discovered too. I knew it, but I don't know how to explain you. When you're into it, you don't see things. Uh, it's like in a couple, you know, it's when you go away from her that you realize some things about your wife, for example. And when he was mixing and using all the gears of the studio, he has a special... Um, magical way of using it like a musician you know and uh, i discover now on, on uh, all tapes we have uh, all tape i have and it's really uh it's it's funny to discover to realize things about a friend uh, later that you you saw but you didn't really realize because you you were into the the machine yeah you know and now i say wow we were two crazy guys <laughs> and then and uh, I know I'm gonna miss this too very long time. You know, I miss I'm gonna miss him all my life. But this craziness on the music and sound too, I'm gonna miss it always because it was really uh, our way of doing things. You know, and now I'm gonna have to, I have to find a new way of doing and uh, of having fun in the music. But I'm gonna miss that because it's it was really uh, incredible. But for me, it sounds like on Wipeout, you are having fun. And it's, oh, it's, a, yeah. it's a very fun record. Um, and I think you said that this EP was influenced by, by Cassius. How, can you explain that? Yeah, it was totally influenced by the way uh, we did the first album. Because we were in the studio, we, we had few beats, you know, with a few things, and we were producing and recording writing and mixing at the same time 
And I did the same things. I did it very, very fast. Each track was nearly 90% finished before I do something else. And it was really fun because uh, no questioning, no, uh, I was not thinking about release it. So it's as we did at the first album, we spent time in the studio for having fun because we had beats and uh, we were, uh, we wanted, La Funk Mob was over and I said, let's do, let's have fun in the studio, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's one of the best um, way to do music too. And I, at the time, I was I was really into find it, <clears throat> uh, looking for this uh, this fun again, but alone. But now I mean, interesting to do music with other people too, because alone it's uh, boring. Yeah. But one thing I really love about uh, about the EP about Wipeout is it's got really strong influences of both reggae and rave. Um, yeah, where did that where did that come from? But rave, it's it's more uh, me. I was not into rave at the time. It's it's more a sound that I I, I loved like few years ago. <laughs> you know all these old beats, and because in fact I I, w- I was into hip hop at the time, and it was very really difficult to go into uh, uh, two new currents. You know what I mean? Two movements. Yeah. I was into hip hop. I couldn't go into hip hop and rave in the same weekend. It was. To, to different worlds, but now later I discovered all the music and I love the sound with very lots of reverb and and noise and and speed or not speed. And the reggae has always been a, a music I loved, and especially all the London scene of the eighties. Uh, and uh, I had the fantasy when I was uh, twelve years ago to be part of the um, mods and ska scene, you know. I was uh, dressing like like them and everything, and uh, I found back some old samples I, I was using on uh, DJ with Philip, and I say, oh, and there was a lot of reggae and and, and I don't know, uh, sound like Jamaican sound, and, and and it was fun to mix. Like like it was uh, in the end of eighties and in jungle, a lot of raga and uh, and Jamaican guys in the jungle too. <clears throat> Because I never been to Jamaica. <laughs> one day, one day. Yeah, of course. I was going to say I remember seeing uh, you uh, as Cassis, you and Philippe as, as Cassis in in a London club. Yeah. I, I'm guessing around 2001. I'm not entirely sure, and I think yeah. I think I remember you were triggering a lot of samples over the, uh, as yeah. Philippe DJ'd, and it, it was it was that kind of thing, wasn't it? It gave me that that kind of that kind of feel. Yeah, because we uh, we we began to, in fact, the first time we DJ together, Philip was mixing with uh, turntables, and me, I brought my Akai sampler and a little keyboards, and uh, we discovered that I could put a lot of samples on the mix, and we did we did that for twenty five years. Uh, I was using a MPC, you know, all the pads, and was putting a lot of samples, vocals, sounds. Uh, I used a lot of different things during all those years, and it was a. Um, uh, when we were really uh, into it with the crowd, it was really, uh, there was a special energy because we were using, it was two guys and not only one DJ. So it was really cool. I wanted to ask you about hip hop, if that's all right. Like, um, yeah. because you started off in, in production, your your dad was a producer, right? Yeah, he's still a producer. Yeah, he was a recording producer, mixing engineer, recording engineer. And 
so how did you get in how did you start off from that did you start off sort of making the tea in a in a in a studio yeah i, I spent uh, two years and a half i think of in a studio recording studio but i really understood that i didn't want to be um uh recording engineer or in the technical in the things of recording things i was more interesting about the scenes you know and the musical things and the drum machines and things like this and after i spent three years on a record company in paris in polydor records mm -hmm. and uh, it's i discovered hip-hop because we were receiving a lot of records from everywhere and uh, it was a uh, magical for us for me you know it was like the record company at the time you were you had friends everywhere and you were, you were surrounded of records and I discovered hip hop like this. And I met, um, MC Solar at the time there and, uh, just after because I, I was doing some tracks at home and, uh, I began like this, you know, like really, uh, not so a bit accidentally, mm -hmm. uh, but the music was, uh, was, uh, uh, come on, it was, uh, in France, it was uh, emerging, you know. Yeah, it was socially incredible. It was a really brand new that so much people from the suburb began to have a culture coming from America. But it was adapted in France, in the south, in Paris at the beginning, and it was really uh, for me it was the future because there were there were there were sh social uh, things that I didn't find on the raves. Yeah. Even there was a social movement in the rave, but there was no lyrics. There was no uh, artists with uh, lyrics, and so it was a different thing. I don't compare, but for me, it was I was more interested in hip hop through all the culture around it. And what was it like working with MC Solar? I mean, he's an absolutely legendary figure in in French hip hop, right? And I mean, and around the world, it must have been pretty pretty incredible working with him. Yeah, because we were really uh, all kids, especially uh, them, maybe like three, four years uh, younger, you know, but at this time it, uh, it's a lot <laughs> between 24 and 20, you know. And uh, it was uh, um, the two first albums, the most important of the beginning. Um, it was really on a total discovery for everybody. Everybody was uh, talented, I think so, and uh, was discovering all the possibility of working together and doing a new and new music in a way, you know, because at the time to sample and to have someone who's not singing on it, it was like, uh, what? So we had the feeling to leave something really new. And it was um, very, very exciting. And they, they, there was a lot of trust um, between uh, every, everybody, you know, so it was uh, working very well. Like like all the great records uh, in history have, have always, are very often the same story, in fact. So a bunch of people having a special moment in a special room, and it's printed on a tape, and it's what happened uh, at this time. And your music, I mean, even when you were making house music, dance music, has always had a really strong hip hop influence, right? Oh yeah, always, always like the. In fact, the 
through the hip hop, it's the way of seeing the funk and the soul culture. The, the hip hop at the beginning, uh, it was a way of by sampling the stuff that nobody knows from the uncles uh, records or things like this was a way to to do a tribute to this type of music. And the more and more the time goes, it's still in a way a tribute to the R&B and funk music, you know. But on the hip hop, the thing I love is the way of the idea of sampling. It's really the sampling, my my uh, specialty, I will say. Mm -hmm. And it comes from the hip hop. So when you say sampling is your speciality, does that mean you're very good at finding the right sample? Like you can listen to a record and you'll be like, no, we want those three seconds or something. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I don't like to people say I'm very good at this, you know, but no, I do that for so long that I know I have a special, uh, I have two two things, cool, it's that I, I can have an idea of a sample if I listen to it in a restaurant or in a bar, you know, you know, say, wow, I, or on Spotify, sometimes I say, oh, those two bars are really great and I put a heart, you know. But uh, it's it's there's a way of doing too when you put by totally hazard the the, the on the records you know and finding some some sampling uh, with emotions too. The idea is to have always uh, have a bit of emotion in the samples. So I don't know. It's my it's my pleasure, <laughs> my specialty. And talking of hip hop. Um... As part of Cassius, you worked with Ghostface Killer and and Mike D, yeah. Um, yeah. among many other people. What on earth, but what was it like working with Ghostface Killer? That must have been pretty amazing. Yeah, it, oh, it should have been amazing. But the thing is that we just met in front of the in the studio, but in front of the room, you know, because he uh, he thought we he thought we were the technicians of the studio at the beginning, <laughs> because we were three little white boys and. They were like 10 very giant black hip hop guys from the Wu-Tang, you know, and it was not all the Wu-Tang that Ghostface was part of. So it, it there was a, they couldn't understand we were from a band. <laughs> but after it was fun and if, and he thought at the beginning we were the Daft Punk, so it was a lot of mess. It was very fun. But uh, he did the voice without us at, and we were very sad, but the result, we love it. and uh, and. Um, but you know, it was not uh, like with Pharrell or Mike, where we, uh, with Mike D, we become uh, friends now. He's an incredible man. And with Pharrell, it was really a musical uh, exchange. But at the time, it was already incredible that we could, uh, that he accept to do the song, you know? Yeah. And the mix is really fun. And I think, I think we, we put too much instruments on the, on the version. I have a, I have few versions very interesting without a lot of things. Oh, and it now could be the moment to to release that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working on. Uh, I do a lot of uh, listening, and uh, I think there are the beautiful things to 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 release. You know, because uh, in with the idea of the sound of Philip and uh, the way of producing, because it's not already. Sometimes it's not mixed. You know, it's it's like a rocking version. It's very crazy. So. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think I can, I can do something fun. You mentioned um, La Funk Mob briefly. Yes. Um, yeah. 
which was uh, pre-Cassius. Um, mm-hmm. And you recorded for Mo Wax, which were, at the time was, you know, one of the most sort of fashionable um, labels in the world. It had its, it had its own kind of thing going on. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what, what was it like working with, with Mo Wax back at that time and being part of that whole scene? The great thing is that when, uh, when James called me, it was through a friend in a record company. We were really uh, like uh, trendy guys and uh, very good in A&R and knowing all the new tendencies and everything. But honestly, me, I didn't know at all. I was uh, into MC Solar at the time mm-hmm. and nothing else. And I didn't know at all uh, more work. So I had James and we had the phone because at the time we were speaking by phone. And um, it was really... Uh, he had a communicative energy and passion for music. And he told me really great things. So I sent him uh, some music. And after we took like a f- few months and uh, we mixed, we did, did, we did it in Philippe in Paris on a real uh, poor studio, like for 48 hours. You know, we had so, so much fun. I sent the tapes and I totally forgot for months. It's, I think it's, it's, it's been out like maybe eight or nine months later, you know. Hmm. At the time, it was very long to release a record. It, yeah, the, it took time, it took months. So maybe nearly a year after it was released. And uh, uh, for me, it was like uh, I was not into the culture of the electronic music. You know, I was into hip hop, so I, I was into record, uh, hip hop record shops. But Philippe was really into uh, techno, house, electronic. And he knew that the label was really. Uh, but for me, it was a total surprise, in fact. And after I've been, I've been to London, I've been in the first office. It was a, a great mess with records everywhere, big, big table with paper everywhere, two young guys, and a lot of great music. So I'm really, really uh, lucky to be part of this because it was really like uh, because of phone call. Quoi. So it's, it's great. And because of MC Solar, because he, 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 learned, he listened to the first album. And James told me, I love the instrumentals you did. I want, I want, I want some for Moax, uh, the same type of things. Uh, and I said, okay, let's go. I, I wanted to go back briefly to the book you wrote, um, A History of the French Touch. Um, yeah. Often people write books, you know, people who are inside the scene write books because I think because they think that people are wrong or get something wrong about the scene. Do you think what do people get wrong about the French touch? No, I think me, I wrote in, honestly, the, the, the book is around. Uh, it's like uh, auto fiction, but mm-hmm. it's not a fiction because it's real, but it's I am the, 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 uh, the it was uh, around me. I didn't want to do a musical book around a, a, a movement, in fact. Uh, it's a point of view from the inside. And I choose a few friends and one story I go, I go through from my 12 years old to my 52 years old. Mm-hmm. But uh, my publisher had the idea of to put the une histoire de la French touch to because Boombas is not enough uh, clear, you know, for to understand the things. And I said, I said, okay, yeah, it's cool because it's it's 
it's we we are part of this mm-hmm. and it's a good uh, good idea and uh but it, there, there's nothing no i don't think people get it wrong with it mm-hmm. it was just uh one it's it's one point of view uh through the case through, through our beginning and uh, the, the stories we had after i think it's a uh, well a lot of a lot of people told me they had the uh, really not fun, but they really love to, le- to read it, so I was really happy. Um, going back to the present, um, you released an EP in 2020, Le, Le Virage, um, right. and you said that after that you were having problems completing songs. Well, why do you think that was? In fact, um, <clears throat> it was really, it's, it's really easy. I, I did uh, Le Virage, I was in a I was beginning to fall down, you know, because it's it's few months after the Philip's death, mm-hmm. and uh, it was so violent that you have like a protection. So for a few months, you can live with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you, I could for myself. I thought, oh, I can live with it. It's not so incredible. In fact, you know, I thought some crazy things. And just after I finished the. Le Virage, I began to really had very, very hard times. So I couldn't finish anything. In fact, I was totally in a, in a big mess. But except of this, the real things that I had to learn, but no, I know I, I, it's, it's done. I had to learn it, it was to finish things because Philip was doing it before. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was the part of the not hundred of times, you know, but uh, almost of time, uh, I, I begin something, he finished it. And as he was mixing it, he was the, like, uh, the finisher of the project. So, uh, so when you alone like that in a very speed, uh, decision, like that, it's finished. Now you have to do things alone. I thought I couldn't be able to do that, but in fact, it's, I know I can, but the thing has understood it, that it's, uh, I don't want to do music alone. Mm-hmm. I want to find back a way of doing this uh, friend with friends because I missed the I missed the collaboration, you know. So it's interesting. Um and again on, on the essay you wrote you you talked about yeah. meeting uh, May, yeah, and how that led into a creative renaissance. Um could 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 you tell us about that? Sorry, sorry. What do you? Uh, I did not understand. Uh, you you mentioned in in the essay you wrote about meeting yeah. a, a woman called May. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. May, um, yeah, yeah, May, yeah. At the same time, I mean, now we are friends. We are not uh, uh, together anymore. Mm-hmm. But, but um, it was a really. Um, it was just uh, at the. Uh, the funny thing is, is that she's born uh, the same day as my mother, mm-hmm. and she, I, I found I, and I lost her two years ago, and I, uh, I and I find some sensibility very close about music with her, and we spoke about a lot of music at the beginning. It was a really really great, and she helped me in a way to do the music because she was like it was a way of. Um, what do you say? You know, like when you sing in the uh, under a window of a woman. Oh right, to 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 woo them. So something like that. You know what I mean? De Bergerac kind of style. 
Yeah, you know, it's my it was my way of doing uh, of being with my guitar in the front of the <laughs> balcony and say, hey, my ling ling. So I was sending tracks like this. It was really it was it was great. Um, you you mentioned your your mother who who sadly passed away, um, which yeah. again you you mentioned in, in the essay around the new EP, um, and. I wanted to ask, like, what did what did your mother make of of your music that you made? Ah, she she was a big um, how do we say not fan, huh? but a big uh, un soutien, a big uh, endel, a big uh, a big supporter, maybe. Yeah, a big supporter because uh, exactly, thank you. Because uh, she had a, a very special sensibility with music that I love, and and a, and a way of saying things about it very simple but very true mm -hmm. and uh, so it was a uh, very helpful when it was not good you, know, you could you could um, you could know <laughs> without 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 being uh, blessed you know but not uh, hurt without being hurt i mean you come from a very musical family um i only I only realized just today i knew i knew your father was a producer i only just realized today your brother as well uh makes music yeah yeah, yeah absolutely he began uh we began together too yeah we had the chance to to grow with a uh, father into the music uh, record more into the recording uh, and musical world and we had the chance to be able to to live and do this uh, without um, a family pressure, too, which is very great. But sometimes it can be hurtful, you know. I'm sure it can be difficult to do the same type of things as your family. So, uh, and it helps a lot because we grow into this, um, we grow in, with guitars and cables and keyboards. And so I love that. <laughs> it's a good memory. So um, you you mentioned you want to work with other people. Um, do you have sort of plans for more music to come out? Yeah, right now I, I go back to the DJing, mm -hmm. and I really enjoy it a lot. It's really uh, it's funny because I wanted to stop uh, one years ago, but uh, no, I love I love it a lot. And so in, because it's really helpful for doing music to to be in contact uh, with the um, crowd, you know, whatever you do. Mm -hmm. You always on, you always understand things because at home you have some records that you love and you play them and you say wow I will never play this because everybody's living you know, thing like this so you you, you understand that uh, alone you you can be a judge and and, and a victim you know no the victim you can you can be in front and in the back it's impossible so you need always to have. Um, so, so I go back in this and yeah, and, and I do a lot of music now because I, I, I have fun to do that. And I, so I, I don't know, I think I'm going to do the same, maybe on more simple, same type of the wipeout, not the same music, but things, you know, release like this with few tracks and, but I have to find uh, someone to, or some people to, to do. Yeah. Right now it's not uh, clear because I live in Normandy right now. Mm -hmm. So it's so it's a more organization to see your friends and things. You know, it's not like before. <laughs> and I'm not very good in uh, organization. 
So I, I was looking on Apple Music today um, because I wanted to, I was interested to see what would be on the best of Cassius playlist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there was a new Cassius song. Now I assume this is a mistake. Um, mm -hmm. I got it wrong. It's called Sakozo. That's a new one because I have it every week. Say so what? I, I, it happens every 15 days. There's a, a Nova Cassius. It goes on our page with a crazy music and people writing to me, is that you? <laughs> I said, no, I wouldn't never do that alone like this Cassius without saying anything. <laughs> I, I wanted to check because I thought, no way, this can't be a new Cassius song. They listened to it, I think, and I thought, no, I don't, I don't think it is, but. Um... No, no, and no way like this without saying anything in a, a, like this, like that on digital. But it's crazy that you can be uh, on a page of artists like this without verification. I don't know. It's strange. It's not very helpful. No. Uh, I want to ask one last song, if that's okay. You've been very generous with your time. Um, and um, basically, you've been making music now and releasing it for 30 years, a bit more than, than 30 years. Yeah. What is the one song you would play of yours uh, if you wanted people to understand what it is that you that you ah. that would be definitely a Cassius one it's not my um I, I don't find right now my favorite ever of what we did with Philip but I, I think I would choose the sound of violence mm -hmm. to resume <clears throat> It's like uh, it's like uh, uh, for me the the middle uh, to explain between the past and the last thing we did. It's like uh, for me the middle musical period. One of the one of the best track we had we had, mm -hmm. and um, and the start of a new direction. In fact after the period of the French Touch songs with the first album and all the samples. Mm -hmm. So I would say to resume, because after we we keep we kept the thing of doing song, but if we go back to the sample things, we will have you so. So uh, it's like the middle, you know what, I, if you do pyramid, it would be the, this one on the top. I think for to, to resume of what we did, I think it's a good, good, good track. Brilliant. Well, Boumas, Hubert, merci oui. bien. Mais c'est euh, moi, merci beaucoup. Hein. C'était très gentil, j'ai ai bien aimé, c'était un plaisir. Th thanks so much for, for talking to me. And, um, that question was good, so it helps. I hope you all uh, come and DJ in Barcelona soon. You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra.